Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to talk about best practices in ABM and the best kept secrets you need to know to supercharge your inbound SDR tech stack. Joining us today, again, is Don Otfos, who is the VP of RevOps at Lean Data, which provides modern revenue orchestration for today's growth leaders. So far this week, Don and I have talked about best-in-class ABM tech stacks, and today we're going to wrap up our conversation by discussing high-velocity inbound tech stacks. Okay, here's my conversation with Don Otfos, the VP of RevOps at Lean Data. Don, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Doug. So yesterday we talked a lot about ABM, and we talked about best-in-class tech stacks for ABM. Today, I want to talk about the counterweight, right? So, and this is the place that I think most sales and marketing and revenue operations professionals feel the most comfortable, which is inbound, right? It's been really our bread and butter in B2B for such a, such a long, long time. And so it's a much more mature space, I feel, in many ways. But I have to say, there's so many nuances here, Don. That's why we have you in the show, Don. You're the king of nuances. <laughs> You're going to help us out here, right? So first of all, let's talk about the difference between, say, high-velocity inbound tech stacks and your normal tech stack. And I'll frame this for us a bit, okay? High-velocity tech stacks are places where the ability to respond with precision and speed to a lead can make the difference between you getting a deal and not getting a deal, right? So these are maybe lower price points, there's a lot more volume, and there's a lot more direct competition that's happening. So with that in mind, Don, I want you to spend the next 20 minutes just talking nothing about those tech stacks. You have the floor. I'm kidding. So okay. start us out, Don. What's the most important place to start for those inbound tech stacks? When you said that, when you, when you framed it like that, the thing that immediately came to my mind is Zoom technologies in the pandemic, right? Like I can't think of a more high-velocity inbound situation than Zoom was in March of 2020, let's say, right? Everyone had to suddenly work from home and everyone was like, oh, we got to use Zoom. And half the country didn't even know what Zoom was. And they go to Zoom's website and they're downloading Zoom. And Zoom is completely inundated with inbound leads, right? And we have a success story. You can probably look up on our website for Lean Data. But, you know, Zoom used lean data to really match and route those leads so that each of those people that came into their system got shuttled to the right person or place, right? Because sometimes I think if you think of a, of a B2C, you know, B2C is probably going to be really high velocity. And if you have a B2C service, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, Zoom kind of falls into both spaces, right? So you have people that sign up for Zoom. You know, if I'm, if I'm Don Abos at lean data signing up for Zoom, well, then Zoom definitely wants to make sure that 
the person that follows up with me is a SMB rep that works with B2B SaaS companies in Silicon Valley, right? Like that's the person that I should be getting shuttled to if I'm filling out a, a, a lead form. But if my mom is going to go download Zoom and she uses her Gmail address, that person may not even have to go to a live person. Maybe they just get shuttled to a self-service portal, right? So having the foundation of the technology to be able to you know, absorb you know, that high velocity and be able to slot those leads to the right person is, I think, is just a key technology to think about when you're, when you're thinking high-velocity sales. Mrs. Ophos, if you're listening, your son loves you. <laughs> you notice I didn't say your name. <laughs> I did have to teach my mom how to use Zoom when, when the pandemic happened. <laughs> I think that's true for a lot of us. And folks can't see us, but Don and I are not young. So our parents are <laughs> certainly not young. So, Don, we're a big tent podcast, right? So we're, we're obviously talking about our solution. So I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that there are other solutions that are out there. And there's some really strong, powerful solutions with lots of different reasons that they're great. But we have to say there's Chili Piper, good solution. We have to talk about Ringlead, which was acquired by Zoom Info. Good solution as well. Good routing solution as well. Lane 4, I'm, I'm going to miss some other folks. So there's lots of opportunities out there to go and find a vendor that's able to help you with high velocity inbound. So the starting point for you, Don, is... Go quickly if you are one of these customers that have a lot of inbound leads and if you don't have a lead routing solution, you're getting inundated. Start with lead routing. Yes, absolutely. Please start with lead routing. Now, the second piece of that, right? Once you get that individual slotted to the right rep, right? The next piece of technology that you really need to have is a sales engagement platform that's going to support being able to have the rules that you can write and automate a response back to that person, or, or at least get them into a, a queue so that a rep can have a set of actions that they need to take against leads that are coming to them. And, it, and then, you know, when I think of that, that that would be like the sales lofts, the outreaches, the the grooves, the, you know, Salesforce high velocity sales, that type of solution is really what you need to pair with a routing solution to make sure that you're going to have you know, content that goes back to that person when they come as an inbound lead that that's contextual and comes from the right person because they were routed properly in the first place. And Don, we're not picking favorites here and we don't want to do that. But are there solutions out there that you feel like, and we talked about Salesforce HVS, we talked about outreach, we talked about Salesloft. Are there solutions that you feel like stand out amongst those or do you feel like they're all on par at this point? I obviously used to work at sales loft, so I, I, my heart you have is a bias. That, There's a bias. bias, right? And, you, and anybody that knows sales loft and outreach know that they're at each other's throats all the time. All the time. But but I can tell you one thing at Lean Data that we do is we do use both platforms. Both uh, sales loft and outreach are partners of Lean Data. And one of the things that Evan, our CEO, has said is, you know, we want to make sure we're using both platforms. So I have experience with both platforms, and the thing that I can tell you, they are bulletproof around writing those rules and you know having that automated response that can come from the right person after lean data assigns it you know one of the things that our you know integration they're integration partners of ours and the reason they are is because you can actually set up a node you know so that when that person comes in that trigger for sales off that trigger for outreach and i mean you know we're we're going to be doing this for high velocity sales as well in salesforce you're going to be able to you know, build that right into your graph in Lean Data so that whatever campaign that person came in on, whatever the reason was that they came into your website, why they came in as a lead, you're going to have that ability to give that contextual message from the right person at your organization and have that go right back to that person instantly. 
and folks didn't hear that. There was some clickety clack happening. That was Don tap dancing because I put him on the spot. He did his best Bing Crosby. So Don, thank you. That was well done and well positioned overall. But what I'm hearing is here, there's certainly advantages to some of the tools and there's disadvantages. That's true overall. But right now there just isn't a clear leader that's standing out for you. That's, you know, absolutely a must have. The piece of it that you need to have is the automation rules right? Whatever sales engagement platform you're using, that you've got to have those automation rules. So what that sales engagement platform says is like, aha, I have a new lead for Doug. Fire off this sequence, this cadence, whatever, whatever you call it, tied to this campaign so that that person that that came in as an inbound lead can then look at it and go, wow, Doug at Lean Data got back to me right away with, and they know why I was asking. And it's like, like, wow, this this Lean Data gets me. They love me, right? Like that you, you give them a really good experience right at the front end. And it's really those sales engagement platforms paired with a good routing solution that allows you to do that. So I've got a lot of volume. When I have a lot of volume, high velocity, very competitive, the person that answers the lead first wins lead routing tools. When I get the lead and I've routed it appropriately, I've matched it, I've taken it through engagement programs, engagement tools that help people feel special. And yesterday we talked quite a bit, Don, about let's call it data enrichment. What about enrichment platforms that are out there and where do they play? Yeah. So again, I think we touched on it yesterday a little bit. I talked about the fact that, you know, you want to have from a marketing perspective, you probably talk more about this than I could, but like, I think, you know, the key to successful programs, you know, volume, having a, having a good volume to your program is a low barrier to entry. So when someone's signing up for a webinar or signing up for a white paper or, or saying, contact me because I want a demo. You want as few fields as possible for them to fill out, for them to be able to execute and get into your system. And so the the enrichment piece of it is really where you could say, aha, I just I have don.opposatleandata.com. You drop that into an enrichment platform. That enrichment platform, if they know me, right, and they should, right? I've been a lean data for two years. I, I go and download stuff all the time. I'm sure I'm in everyone's system. I'm sure you could go find my cell phone if you want to, right? It's all in there. But like if you just, if I just have to fill out my email and in the background, you're going to know VP of RevOps, Lean Data, here's Don's cell phone number, here's what industry he's in, here's where he lives, and all that stuff's populated into your system. So number one, it enables that lead to get routed to the right person. But then number two, on the back end, you know, you, you have all that information so that when you start to work with that person, you're not having to ask those extra 10 questions of, well, gee, how many employees do you have? Or, oh, what state do you live in? Or, you know, you know those, those kind of really basic firmographic things get pushed into your system automatically when you have that enrichment piece in place. And that's really what, like, is, that's what Zoom Info has built their, you know, they, they started out, that's what they started their whole business on. This is back in the discover.org days, yes. Discover.org, yeah, right. And then Clearbit is another fantastic tool that I have, have experienced with, that I've used. They're great at doing the same thing. You know, there are a lot of players in there. I think Slimtel, they just got bought by Six Sense. Lead IQ is another one. You know, there's a lot of really good players in there that can do that enrichment piece for you so that from a marketing perspective, you don't have to put 15 fields on your contact me now page. You know, you just put four. So I have to admit, we've got a little bit of a bias here, Don. And I think it's because you and I sort of grew up in the B2B environment, right? So let's take a step back for a moment. And, and, And especially small kind of agile B2B companies, you and I have quite the resume of small companies that became big companies, but we always tended to start when they were small, right? So we have this B2B bias. Let's take a step outside of that a little bit. Let's stay in the B2B space, but let's think about big co's that are out there right now. 
right? Think about those big co's that are out there right now. That means big company, Don, just so you know. I know it's been a long week for you. You have no money, and I really would like that loan. But how are things different for big co's? Are there solutions you'd recommend? So as we think about like that big inbound volume, do your recommendations change over lead routing, account matching, or do you feel like those tools stand up awfully well in the enterprise? No, I think they stand up fine. I think when you're looking at these solutions, again, you know, I think the biggest the biggest piece of it when you're at a larger organization is you might have different product lines, right? You might have a larger sales team. You might have a larger geography, right? So again, as long as you've built your system in a way that you can find that information out at the front end as soon as you can, you know, you'll be able to route them properly through the whole system. And it doesn't matter how big you are, right? Whereas like you and I, B2B SaaS, you know, we have a single contact us page, right? You know, someone like, I don't know, Eula Packard might have, you know, 15 different business lines and they might have 15 different contact me pages, right? So then you're starting to build your graph and how you're routing leads of, okay, if you came in on this web page, I already know, I don't even have to ask. I already know you're looking at this particular, you know, product A. So therefore the subset of people that I'm going to route you to doesn't include my entire thousand person sales team. It includes a hundred people. Right. And so you, you start to look at, you know, you break out your graph that way and the way that you're routing, you know, you have the information at the front end because of where they're coming from. And then, you know, you get that enrichment and then you build your graph that way. And I think you're okay. Even if you're big go. All right, I'm going to try something here, Don. Are you willing to try something new? And, and that new, Don, that new is this. I'm going to try and make an argument for a workflow engine. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try and say that, no, actually, you know, you don't want to specialize. You want to be generalized, right? So we're talking about decision engines or Mercado to be specific, right? What's the case for using workflow engines over specialized best of breed tools like Lean Data, Chili Pepper, and others? No, I, I think the benefits of like a Workado, at least from my experience that I've seen, it allows you to be a lot more customized in the way that you approach what you're doing. So like when we talked about, you know, having to build things on your own rather than going to buy the best of breed, like a Workado allows you to build it yourself. And so I think you get a lot more power, a lot more flexibility. Yeah, a lot more flexibility in specialization where you might be able to do something in Mercado that you might not able be able to do with a best-in-class. And you're also probably in a situation where your IT team already has the product, right? There's probably already a good case that Mercado or decision engines or one other is sitting there. It's already sitting there, right? They're already using it for something else, right? So you're just, you're just, you're adding on the value of what they've already spent. You're just using it in a different way. So when I throw in Trey.io, I think it's another vendor that we see out there occasionally. Trey.io, Zapier, you know, you see, I mean, Zapier has been around for a while. You know, I can remember like, oh, I can't do it with Salesforce or I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll go use Zapier, right? Because you can, you can write those rules and, and be able to do some custom coding to be able to allow you to do the things that you want that you can't do out of the box with, with existing tools that are out there. Okay. So that's, again, Big Tent. Uh, podcast, there's a strong possibility those solutions will work for you. Present to me the argument against using Trey.io and Mercado and decision engines. Why is it that companies typically go with best of breed? Well, I mean, the, then the problem with Mercado <laughs> is that you've got to have people that know how to 
use it, right? You're probably going to hire someone that's specialized in being able to write that code and be able to deploy it. And you may not have, if you're a smaller organization, or even if you're a larger organization, you're going to have to go out and find someone that's specialized that, that has the skill set to be able to not just build it, but maintain it, right? Because now you're not looking at just building it, but if something breaks or you need something new, you're going to have to tweak you know, a knob and, and flip a switch. And somebody who is very, very skilled in being able to do that is going to be someone you're going to have hired, you know, pr- preferably hired, or you're, gonna, or you're going to have to hire a consultant. Either way, there's going to be a cost associated with it that you need to take into account where it's like, okay, instead of having to hire this person or this team of people or these consultants, I can just go buy something out of the box that's going to work and I'll have a customer success person that I can work with. Right. So you're chasing, it's free in the sense that IT has it, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to hire expertise to help. And, and I know you're just picking on one of the workflow engines out there. I think the other thing I'd mentioned, Don, is there's a lot to be said for native solutions. And of course, again, we'll admit full bias here, Lean Data is native to Salesforce. But I think it's empowering to know that there are solutions out there for folks who, you know, frankly, either don't have the budget, don't have the time or the expertise, and they can adopt workflow engines. Because ultimately, Don, that's where you started. Really, the most important place for high velocity was the ability to route those those signals. Yeah, exactly. I've spent a significant amount of my career in the Salesforce ecosystem. There are other CRMs, right? There's there's Oracle, there's SAP, there's CRM Dynamics. How do they do lead routing? How do they do sales engagement, right? Like there's there there. I'm sure there are tools for those CRM platforms as well. And if there's not, you use Mercado. I mean, Mercado has the types of plugins for those CRMs to be able to execute on and do the things that we're talking about in this podcast. Done. Another really great conversation. I appreciate you joining the podcast again. Yeah, you bet. No, my pleasure. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Don Otfos, the VP of RevOps at Lean Data for joining us. If you would like to contact Don, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Donio, or visit him at the company website, leandata.com. Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. <laughs>